Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. All right, uh, sack number six. And by the way, like I know this is a lot of detail in a bunch of plays, and um, I'll recommend uh, for those that don't have NFL Game Pass or don't want to go through um, our buddy Mark Bullock did a really nice job on a lot of this stuff as well, and he actually pulled all of these plays, which is where I'm watching it. So I will shout out Mark and give him credit where it's due here. If you want to be able to watch along, um, you can subscribe to Mark Substack and then uh, be able to to watch these because he, he's cut them all. Uh, so sack number six is third and 10 from the Washington 20. Uh, it's the sixth drive of the game, 634 remaining in the second quarter. Uh, similar concept that we've already talked about. Uh, this is dagger again. They get to it off a of motion. They motion into a kind of a bunch formation, um, but it's third and ten. And and he, Scott likes da- just like he likes mesh on third and middle. He likes dagger on third and long, which I get. It it's one of the better ones you can go to there. But it seems like Philly sits on it again. And so again, this is uh, su- this is dagger hundred percent. I call it super dagger because you get two clears as opposed to a clear and a sit which is like what you'd call like more conventional dagger. Anyway, um, and I think the thing about this, this is the same play that uh, Diami caught a touchdown on, or not a touchdown, but caught the big play in the preseason against Detroit, where he's kind of mm-hmm. coming across the middle of the field. And it's cool if you watch um, Jahan here, because there's a lot of grass over here to the right, offensive right. And I think that ultimately is where I think the only spot here the ball can go. You know, they match the dagger excellently, right? And then... That's that's the only spot, and I think if you if you're if I'm Scott and I'm kind of saying this is where we got to make a play, like put the ball out there with some space and let Jahan run to it, right? Uh, but again, that's a tough throw. That's a tough throw, and there's not a lot of time in this pocket, which I think is the other thing that is is tough, right? They get a great job, great rush by Hassan Reddick getting to the edge here. Carson does a nice job stepping up. I think you got to climb a little bit faster here. Is what all I would say is there's kind of like a lackadaisical ness to how he climbs the pocket like you feel this rush you feel these edges step up hard and then get the ball out of your hand whether it's to the back if you don't like that Jahan coming across the formation there get the ball to the back and again like you got a really good space player in McKissick one-on-one with a linebacker who could probably make a play here right I think that's something that sticks out to me here is climb the pocket a little bit quicker get the ball out of your hand and Again, his arm gets batted. That's tough duty. That's tough duty. Tough but duty. also, like, if he throws this ball to McKissick on the cut, it's a first down. I don't think that linebacker closes that space in time. JD's got him. He's got a step. He's got the angle. And so when you talk about the anticipation and kind of being comfortable, like, he hitches after the cut. And JD's three or four steps into, it's like an angle route. Um, I don't know whether it's choice and, and maybe he wants to see where JD's going or whether it's just, like, it's a called angle route on this. But if he hitches after after JD makes that cut and, and if he throws it to him right as he comes out, JD's looking, catches it, 
and it's probably a first down. And so, yeah. it, again, I think I think what's been really enlightening about this exercise and, and why I'm glad we're doing this play-by-play is you see all of the layers that have to go wrong to get to nine sacks. You have to right. see play calls that are well covered uh, because perhaps they're a little predictable uh, based, and again, this is within the context, I mean, not within the context of this game, but like diagnosing what happened in this game. It doesn't mean sure. everybody sucks at their jobs forever. It's also but, it's also easy to go back and say this is a bad play call. Like maybe in totally. the week you feel like it's good. Like, and I Yeah, totally they might have seen that. something. It's like, man, they sucked with mesh against Detroit. We're going to kill them with mesh. And Philly's like, hey, they really like mesh. Let's be on top of it this week. Yeah. And Philly went out and executed but what you're seeing is if Carson's a half step better and like these are the margins in the league if Carson's right. a little better here then you get you get a first down of McKissick you get you know this thing here that thing there you get a play call that that Philly isn't sitting on maybe you get uh some receivers that are open quicker if your o line plays better then you're not having to be on time right now with every single throw or you give up a sack. The stakes are not quite as high. Maybe Carson does have a chance to to extend and make something happen. But all those things come together and you get a nine-sack game. That's how you get a nine-sack game. It's never going to be one thing on a nine-sack game. It's all of the things and the conglomerate of them all. Yeah, and I think on this one too, you see a little bit of that criticism of Carson, you know, of, of holding the ball too long. Because, like, against, like, good, like, really good and really aware quarterbacks, like, they step up hard here. They kind of dip that. You see that drill where they dip the shoulder, step mm-hmm. up, and then, like, he is still, like, after he takes his first hitch, he's still kind of waiting. He's still kind of waiting on the dagger to open up. And I think really good players, like, when you watch Tom Brady, for example, he knows, like, early in the down, like, no, this isn't going to be good. Let's get the ball to the back, right? And I think that's something that just anticipating – like check the dagger. Obviously, that's the primary read. But once you're there, check the ball down. Check the ball down. Get step up in the pocket and check the ball down. I think that's something that I would kind of say here could be a little bit better from Carson, right? Anticipating the pressure, anticipating based on even the pre-snap stuff, like the coverage they're running, and they disguise it a little bit. That's fine. It looks like man early, but they bail out just like some version of like match three or something like that, um, match lurk something. And, um, and again, they play it really well. So I got to know that, Hey, I was wrong. I didn't see it right. Pre-snap dip, get the ball out as quick as I can here and, and anticipate that rush, right? Frankly, because it's third and whatever, third and 10. So yeah, that's what Carson also has a bit of a long motion. So he sometimes does. I feel like it takes, it takes a while for the ball to get out. All right, let's run through these last three real quick. I feel like we've landed on some good stuff. Sack seven, uh, second and 12 with the Philadelphia 16, nine fifty one remaining in the fourth. Uh, this is one where Graham just gets Cosme. I don't know that there's that much more to it than that. What but series is maybe. it, Craig? Uh, this is uh, it's the first series of the fourth quarter, I believe. Okay. So uh, it's when they're down in the red zone uh, at the Philadelphia 16. Uh, Cosme, you got three receivers out left, or two receivers, and Logan Thomas, I believe, is the guy in the slot. Uh, Terry split out. I think that's Terry to the right. Watching film is very fun because it's all like, oh, it's a guy who's shaped about the same as all the other guys in the same jersey. Uh, and then then you got a back in the backfield, a uh, simple five-man protection, and a four-man rush gets home again. Yeah, and again, this is just a... Or, sorry, this, this is actually... A... They actually did bring five here. This is the this is the one. Yeah. But it, but it really... It has nothing to do with it. It is, it is Cosme on Graham on the outside. Yeah, and I think again, great rush by great rush by uh, Brandon Graham here, and a, a guy who just seemed to have had 
Cosme's number, right? Like when you watch Cosme pass out here, right? He is starting to lunge to kind of meet the bull because of Brandon's angle here. And then Brandon does a great job of saying, nope, and just capturing the outside hand and then ripping through, which is not an overly complicated move, but it's set up by his first move. And good pass rusher stack moves and good tackles know how to kind of counteract what they've seen already and um, kind of stack their own kind of contingencies for different rushes. And you can just tell, like, Brandon's much more experienced than Cosme here. He sets them up. And Cosme knee, Cosme's knees probably bugging him a little bit. And it's a clean win. Like, that's about a clean win as you're going to get in the NFL from a defensive end against a starting right tackle in the NFL. And again, like the kudos to them. They came out and rushed the passer really, really well. And um, they're trying to hit a double move here on the outside to um, Jahan. And I think that's the right call. They Again, they like this kind of play call in the tight red. This is the same play that he caught a touchdown on against Jacksonville over um, Campbell. And it's the same call. And again, you see Bradbury kind of sitting on the double move, not buying that. And the rush gets home for a sack. So, yeah, uh, sack number eight's the fourth and twenty-two. Uh, they they don't have time to get the receivers down the field. I don't know if there's that much more right. to it than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's eight fifty-five remaining in the fourth, and then the final sack is second and ten uh, from the Washington thirty-eight with four twenty-eight remaining in the game. This one this one's a little bit interesting to look at because uh, again they bring a little bit of pressure um, and how the O line handles it uh, is well, frankly, not not well. Yeah, um, you know, like this is there, this is a kind of a fun little deal here, uh, and this is something like when you watch a lot of pass rush, you see, and it's and again, it's it's the the football nerd in me gets a little smile on my face. So basically, they're running like a pick stunt here with the linebacker, right? So you see fifty seven, how he's attacking Norwell's inside shoulder. So pre snap, Norwell, Wes, and even Trey Turner kind of know like there's not a lot of opportunity for line games here because of the alignment. You get, I think that's Hargrave and a really, or whoever that is, number 95, and a really wide three technique. He's probably not coming back inside. If anything, I'm Trey Turner. I'm thinking there's probably going to be a ET or some relationship between the tackle and the end here in terms of pass game rush. And so I like this. I like this by Philly bringing the linebacker on a blitz to pick, right? But they do it so late, and Norwell jumps Davis, which is a smart move because Davis is a bull rusher all day. You want to jump that. But because they're on different levels, the center and Norwell, there's a huge gap to the center's left. And so they can't technically pass this off. So because of how they run this and because of how uh, Washington sets this from a pass protection standpoint, it basically makes it makes it impossible to pass off. You get a free runner and Jordan Davis on the quarterback. Carson steps up out of the sack, but there's too much trash around him and ends up being uh, ends up being a sack, obviously. But again, like I like this kind of philosophy. Good, good pass rush. Again, it's I don't know if it's designed to beat the slide, but it's understanding your personnel and it's understanding how guys are going to set Jordan Davis and putting people in a bind because of that. So that's all nine. Uh, most of the podcast, frankly, I don't know how much more we'll even do after this because um, that's that's a lot of talking about stuff. But let, if we try to summarize like, and you try to take it forward, you try to say, oh God, uh, Michael Parsons is coming to town. Tank Lawrence is coming to town. How yeah. concerning is this versus specific to Philly or like how easy is this stuff to clean up uh, considering there are like on one on one hand, there are so many problems. On the other hand, it's like a lot of different stuff and the chances that it's all that bad again is it seems pretty slim. Well, I think one thing we haven't talked about at all is that most of these are third and plus, right? Third and long. A lot of them, distance. yeah. 
And so if, but it, what's if this, weird is, sorry to cut you off just real quick, like what's weird is, it's, you know, third and plus, you're like, ah, they brought exotic pressure. It's like, no, they didn't. Yeah. But what I'd say is that, like, even as a pass rusher, like I coach pass rushers. And so what I say is if you get third and plus, like, I don't care what action, what set you're seeing, like rush the passer. And it gives guys confidence to, like, get off the ball, listen for the tells and the cadence, look for those positions along the offensive line that indicate pass. And I would say that when you're in those situations, like the D line is more effective. Like look at the Washington football team, for example, look at the commanders, look at how much more effective Montez sweat is and chase young and Casey Tuhill And those guys are in those obvious passing situations. Like look at the end of game against Jacksonville and Montez looks like one of the most dominant pass rushers in the NFL because he knows it's pass. Right. Right. So what I would say in my suggestion, this is like stupid idiot football, you know, like I hate this. This is like, you know, Monday morning quarterback, be more efficient on first and second down, find a way to increase your efficiency. And like, what does that look like? Is that more quick game? Is that more running? Is that more screens? Is that more draws? Is that more play pass? I don't know what that is. You got to kind of analyze what this team is good at and say like, these are the areas we're going to improve, but you cannot consistently be in third and long in this league and be successful at all. Like that's just, tenant number one of offense in the NFL. Like I remember talking to Kyle, we had Warren Sharp on here. He, he said the same thing. Like the best way to get, have a good, to be good on third down is to avoid third downs. Cause that's where you see everything. And I know they didn't bring a lot of exotic stuff here, Philadelphia, but they have good pass rushers. And if you know, it's a pass that as a pass rusher is 90% of the battle. Cause then you, you, you start pre-gaming and thinking and dissecting what rush and how I'm going to beat this guy and you've known what rushes you've run already, and you've had a lot of sick opportunities to rush the passer. Like, think about there's games where you watch Montez Sweat, and he has five legitimate pass rushing opportunities in the game. They've had nine on third and plus in this game. Like, are you kidding me? That's bad. You know what I mean? That's bad ball. And again, there's a lot of things that lead to that, but that would be my biggest thing against the the Cowboys. Do find ways to say out third and 10 that's not taking negative plays early that's being more efficient all those things right uh it's getting plays where michael parsons playing middle linebacker not outside linebacker right like yeah that's in some ways it's as simple as that all right when we get back quick look at the defense and then we're out of here on taking that 